Welcome to Destination Sasquatch. I'm Paul. And I'm Reggie Bird. Oh, what are we talking about today? Hey, I think we should get into uh, when we were up uh, at a uh, very secret location up in the Blue Mountains, and uh, we were joined by our uh, friends, Dr. Jeff Meldrum and uh, Cliff Berachman. Yeah, buddy. Was it fun? Oh, was it fun? It was insane. No, one of the weirdest things in my entire life happened to me that night. I'm not going to lie. I I felt like I was going to mess my pants. <laughs> and I have never been. And we'll tell you about a few experiences that we've had mm-hmm. up in the blues in different areas. But um, this was tops. Oh, man. And if I hadn't been there with Cliff and, and Dr. Meldrum, and, and, and granted, Dr. Meldrum was sleeping at the time, <laughs> still, it helped. Yes. Knowing that at, at the very least, they would eat Jeff first. <laughs> because <laughs> I was scared to death. Oh, my gosh. I, we I'm just chills we, just thinking about we it. We left him asleep just saying, hey, take him. <laughs> we'll run because it was so scary and he slept through the whole thing it was fantastic but uh unfortunately for him he didn't necessarily get to experience it but mm-hmm. uh what year was that brother uh, i was uh 2017 i believe 2017 yeah we're yeah. gonna play into uh, june yeah and just um just so everyone knows, we will play you. We actually have a recording of what it is that we're talking about. So <sighs> you'll be the first. And I, when I say the first, I mean you're the first. Because we were sitting around the campfire that night. Mm-hmm. And, well, let me back it up just a hair. Because prior to uh, sitting around the campfire, it was just kind of getting dark. Yeah, And we were kind of in that weird time frame where uh, campfires weren't allowed, and then they were for a day, and then they mm-hmm. weren't for a day. And so we weren't 100% sure as to whether we could have a campfire. And then we went out and read the sign, that we, the, the nearest sign that we saw, and the verbiage interpreted that uh, such that we could have a campfire. So we started, it was like 1030 at night mm-hmm. before we even decided to start. It was pitch black when we started the campfire. But prior to that, we got an amazing tree knock oh man as we were sitting there crystal with, clear yeah and instantly you know everybody's head is jumping and pointing at the exact same location and mm-hmm. i'm sitting in front of the fire right here i think reg probably would have been right about there because mm-hmm. i just remember and dr meldrum was right up here and cliff was talking to dr meldrum right over there and Right off in the distance to that, uh, uh, in that direction, which would have been northwest of our location. Uh-huh. Um, just a absolute crystal clear tree knock. Now, oh, man. remember how many roads go through that area, Ridge? Oh, uh, what? None. None. <laughs> and how many trails go through that area, Ridge? Uh, none. So 1030 at night, what's the likelihood that an individual, which is what's required to make a a, a beautiful tree knock like that, you need opposable thumbs, what's the likelihood, just give me a percentage that Um, a human was out there in pitch black darkness 1030 at night? I'm going to say negative 3,000. I mean, why would you? There's just no reason. And we could give somebody the opportunity to say, well, you know, I, I was up there. There, Okay, there is that slight chance, but nobody was up there. No. Right? Nobody was up there. So at that point, we all pointed off the area that we heard the tree knock, but we didn't have any equipment set up, right? Um, then Cliff 
remembered uh, that he had his audio recorder, recorder there, yeah. and he said, hey, I better go set this up because we heard that first tree knock. Mm-hmm. We thought, oh, we may get some activity here, yeah. right? So he goes and sets his recorder up. So we're sitting here at the campfire, and he sets the recorder up. It was about, oh, probably 50 feet mm-hmm. to the north, uh, just slightly northwest, mostly north of where our uh, camp was located. Okay. Uh, so you can kind of picture where that recorder was. So when you hear what you're about to hear uh, in this episode, you'll know kind of the proximity of where we're talking about. Yes. Right. So the next thing that you hear is another perfectly clear not. tree knock. Yeah. Right. And that one we did get on on, mm-hmm. uh, on on we recording. We got to record it. Yep. Right. Cliff was uh, was smart enough to go put out a a recorder and uh, capture that tree knock. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing. Reaching over, pointing. pointing. Exact same location. Uh, and Ridge, take us away on the rest of that story. How does that go? Um, basically, you know, after hearing the knock, um, and pointing to the location. Um, we started chatting, you know, and just, uh, you know, just going over our, uh, you know, past uh, expeditions and, you know, all things Sasquatch. Jeff Meldrum was telling us about the new book he was working on. Uh, a Cliff, lot of small talk. Yeah, a lot of small talk. Some scientific much. talk between Cliff and Jeff. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, some of that lingo. I can Went st- over our heads. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for the most part, we were small talking and... Um, then uh, we decided to, uh, I think it was about, uh, it got to the point where it was uh, probably around one, or was it earlier? I don't I can't remember. remember. Yeah. It was pretty late. And yeah, it got late. Because Jeff decided to go to bed first, I believe. He was yeah. pretty pooped. And so where we're located, if we're here, and if the viewers can see kind of where my hand is, and, and maybe we should put up some type of a map, but mm-hmm. if, if, we're, if our camp is located here, and uh, Dr. Meldrum is camped with us. The recorder's about 50 feet away uh, towards the north, northwest. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Cliff decided that he was actually going to camp uh, separately. Yes. You know, he, he wanted to be in a little bit separate location. A so more isolation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was probably, if I'm mapping it out in my head, I'm going to say about 200 yards yeah, away from say. us. Yep. Somewhere in that range. And so he was about 200 yards to the east of us, slightly northeast of us, but mostly east. I remember Reggie and I staying up for just a little bit longer Mm -hmm. after Dr. Meldrum went to bed. Dr. Meldrum fell asleep quick because we could hear him starting to snore. (laughs) And uh, Reggie and I decided to go get up in our our tent, which was probably only 20 feet from From Dr. Meldrum. Um, kind of in a little hidden area behind a couple of trees. And Reggie always, always falls asleep <laughs> first. Yeah. I don't sleep much when I'm up in the mountains, right? So Reg was starting to get to that point, yeah. and I kept hearing things as he was getting ready for bed. I just kept hearing things, and I'm like, bro, did you hear that? I would hear just like whistles. Oh, yeah, Reggie'd be Reggie'd be like, yeah, I I did hear that, but he was kind of kind of going kind of going out. in and yeah, out. Yeah, 
and uh, but he hadn't gotten to the point where he snored, started snoring yet. But I, so I knew he wasn't out. But we kept hearing noises mm-hmm. that were coming from the south of us, uh, of where our tent was. Mm-hmm. And so we were on kind of high alert. I was a little bit disturbed because I heard this, what was very obvious, where you know you pull back a branch and pull it back and pull it back and then let, let it, go, it go, and you hear like, yes. <laughs> so I heard that, which that could be our, you know, any any animal yeah. really can make that. They just push on that enough. Exactly. Uh, an elk can make that. That no big deal. But nevertheless, it kind of spooked spooked me a little bit. Yeah. Especially based off what had happened with tree with knocks tree knocks and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and the whistling. Yeah, and the whistles. So we radioed over to Cliff, and we said, hey, we're getting whistles. Uh, we, we, we're not exactly sure what it is, but we're getting whistles. And he radios back. He's like, yeah, I'm getting the same, same thing, thing over yeah. here, which is very common characteristic for Sasquatch to kind of put you into a triangular or surround you, try to surround you. But we always notice that we're getting kind of triangular uh, uh, patterns yeah. out of them and how they're coming at us from different directions. Which it happens all us. the time. Yeah. So that just made sense to us. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, Cliff said he was just going to keep track, and he wanted us to call back every time we had some activity. Mm-hmm. Call me back on the radio. I don't care what a time of the night it is. Um, I'll jot it down uh, in my log so that I know exactly what sound it was and when and it what was. Time. Right? Yep. And so at that point, <clears throat> Reggie and I decided we were just going to kind of try to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, I noticed as Reg was laying down next to me, I noticed uh, a light way off in the distance. And so I decided to undo the interior liner of our tent so that I could see through the mesh and see just what was going on. And I knew that Cliff had said something about wanting to set up a perimeter of sensors, mm-hmm. probably game crap. He didn't, he didn't actually tell us what he was setting no. up, but he was setting something up electronically uh to 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 capture any activity that had happened so i kind of got the sense when i looked out um and i was trying to see what and i figured out it was cliff with this headlamp and i was just kind of seeing what he was doing and he had walked from his camp he had gone south and he was going toward a thicker area through a little meadow probably 75 yards right in that range Mm -hmm. from where he was camped and he didn't have a tent or anything. He was just, you know, he, he stays out with just a sleeping bag. And so I, um, you see him kind of walk over there and he's doing something on that edge where it gets, uh, a lot more thick, a lot more treed, uh, a lot of brush. And then it happened. The sound that you're about to hear can only be explained as times 10. And what I mean by that is whatever you're hearing, no matter what you crank that up to, when you're up in the mountains, that sound is magnified times 10. Oh, insane. It scared the living hell out of me. To be woken, or to, 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 to be, Reg was kind of in that in and out still. Yes, but yeah. To be woken with that scared the hell out of him. Oh my gosh. I was awake and watching Cliff and Cliff's reaction when he heard the sound was to stumble backwards. And I remember watching his headlamp stumble and him jolt across that meadow back toward his camp.
probably to grab some equipment. What we heard sounded like, and I remember telling Reg, I remember frantically grabbing Reggie and saying, dude, you've got to wake up. You've got to wake up. And he was awake and Mm -hmm. he's like, what the hell was that? (laughs) And I said, I think somebody's killing Cliff. Yeah, you really thought something was going on. I thought somebody was attacking Cliff. You know, at that moment when you're in massive shock, you're not exactly sure whether that is gunfire. Now looking back or hearing back, there's no way way. on on Earth it's it's gunfire. Um, But at the time, those are the thoughts that are going through your head. I was freaking out. I have never drawn my pistol in the middle of the night. I had my 357 drawn and pointed out that tent, and I wanted to shoot anybody that came near me. I was that scared. Reggie and I were shoulder to shoulder yeah. in our small tent looking through the window, and we see this light come toward us from where Cliff was. Immediately, my thought, somebody just killed Cliff, and they grab. And I'm, t- I'm not kidding you when I say my heart's pounding a million miles a minute. My breath is short. I cannot catch my breath. I am that scared. Yeah. I think somebody attacked Cliff, and now they're, they're just running, running with his headlamp over toward us. Yeah. And it, 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 got, it, it ended up being Cliff. Mm-hmm. Cliff got about 30, 40 feet from our tent when he said, what the hell is that? And I said, who the hell are you? <laughs> I, I, you know, I was like, who, who is that? Yeah. And at about the same time, he said... What what is going on? What yeah, is that? He was trying to figure it out as well. He said, "Are are you guys shooting over here?" Said, no, I'm not shooting <laughs> over here. And it, it, which it goes to show you, even in his mind. Now I'm telling you, he was probably five feet from a Sasquatch at that time. Oh, and we'll explain doubt. that a little bit later and why we think that, as you've had an opportunity to hear the sound. But I'm telling you, change your shorts. <laughs> little moment. So it. it, it you can imagine how scared Cliff must have been, but in his moment of shock, he also thought, who's shooting? Who's shooting mm-hmm. at me? When you listen back to the sound, you're going to be like, why those guys ever think that was gunfire? That's obviously not gunfire. Well, I know. I was born and raised. I've got more. I, I, I love firearms mm-hmm. and, and firearm collecting. That's fantastic. You don't understand what the shock was like when you're there in the middle of the stinking night and you hear something like this attacking your friend. Yeah. And just, uh, what are you going to go to? You're going to you're going to go I mean obviously, you know, you you think it's Sasquatch, but at the time you think somebody just shot and killed my friend. Mm-hmm. It scared us so bad. So Cliff comes running up to the camp and then it, immediately after he figured out, okay, it's not them. I it is what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. He goes to wake up Dr. Meldrum. Dr. Mel- Meldrum was asleep and the first thing that Cliff said to him was he said, they're here. They're here. Uh, which was enough to pique Dr. Uh, uh, Meldrum's interest. Yep. We, we had an opportunity to debrief. Cliff fitted us with night vision. Yep. Yep. And um, at that Reg, point, how, I, did, how I was, did you feel at that point oh, going my. out? I was pretty much on autopilot. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm walking around the campground. And I have this night vision on, but I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just in just utter shock at this point. I can hear Paul and Cliff talking back and forth to each other, but I'm so shaken up that I'm just, I'm literally just a walking robot at that point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to gather myself, trying to just make sense of everything that's going on around me. I, you know, because that sound, I mean, it sounded like 
a rhinoceros or an elephant just running through the forest, just breaking everything in its path and, and, and it's right on top of us. So I, you know, just trying to process that and make sense of it while putting on this equipment and going out towards the sound. I, you can't imagine it. I mean, if you, unless you're there right then, it, you can't even do it just as, you know, and telling you guys. So we're just hoping that, you know, when you hear the sound and, you know, turn it up, you know, try to get as, uh, as much, you know, sound as you can get from it, you know, as loud as you can get it. So that way you can kind of get somewhat of an effect that we heard that night. And did it help have a night vision on? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did it make it worse? It made it worse. Because <laughs> you can actually see everything. Okay. You're like, that sucks. Yeah. That just, I remember walking over and Cliff was like, here, yeah, put these on. And I'm like, no, yeah. it's so dang scary. Uh, yeah, I don't want, I, at that point, I was like, I do I want to see what made this sound, you know? <laughs> I want to ask you something. Reggie and I kept asking us, like, this is the moment when you realize what it takes to be a Sasquatch researcher. Mm-hmm and how crazy you have to be people will hear sounds yes right we've heard fantastic sounds there were some sounds out of ontario that were recently recorded of those howls which is fantastic right you as the researcher you're telling me that I, i'm i'm supposed to go toward that no, sound buddy right I'm sorry uh, uh, it's just insane like that's what our job is yes is to go to the sounds that scare you in order to get the evidence you have to go where no one else was willing to go. And that was extremely scary. So it did sound, as you'll hear from the sound, sounds of crashing. We feel, and there's a, there's a, there's a moment right about five seconds if the viewers want to pause the, um, the, the audio and try to hear. It's right about five seconds. Wasn't mm-hmm. it about five? Five seconds, yep. Right in there. Uh, where you can hear, and what we believe that was is because you, you, you just hear this like catastrophic crashing of wood on yeah. wood and, and, and just anger. anger. You can hear Aggression. anger in the thumps and the thuds that you hear. Boom. Yeah. And we're talking. We are in the middle of nowhere. No one's around us. No one. Promise you that. Uh, when you're hearing those, the percussion, you feel it in your bones and you feel that vibration. Um, that's scary. Oh. So you hear the crashing, you know it's 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 wood. So either a oh yeah, it's 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 falling from trees, there's no wind, yeah, it's falling from trees and whatever, and it just happens to create that percussion first. No, no it's, way it's not doing that. So we, we we know that it had to be something with opposable thumbs, right? And any other human that's absolutely stupid enough to <laughs> walk up there in the middle of the night you gotta and crazy. do that around somebody, you're gonna get killed. There, there is, there is no way it was another human. So something is grabbing, and 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 feel. Uh, please go back and listen to that audio. Something is grabbing, uh, major, massive portions of trees and slamming it against something and busting those. I believe what we believe. Looking back on that now, we uh-huh. believe that Cliff walked right up to a Sasquatch that was probably looking at him, thinking, "Does he see me? Does he see me?" Uh-huh. Maybe Cliff startled him. But I believe that Cliff just got a little bit too close unknowingly. Of mm-hmm. course, he didn't know that the Sasquatch was standing there. I think he was five feet from that Sasquatch. That's how pinpoint I can, I can hear those sounds and where those occurred as I'm looking back and I'm, as I'm listening back to those sounds. 
He was close. Oh, man. And the tantrum that that Sasquatch threw, and then you hear crackling in other locations. You got to remember, Reg and I were still at our tent when you're, hear- when you're hearing that, that crackling. And think about this. What you're hearing is an audio recorder here, uh-huh. 200 yards away from this sound that you're actually hearing. Exactly. So Cliff is a couple hundred yards away. That sound came from right where Cliff was, 200 yards away from a simple audio recorder. Imagine how loud that was for Cliff standing right there. It must have been extremely scary. And, and Without question. You can hear about five seconds in, you hear that, Woo! you know, it's faint, uh-huh. but try to listen for it. We believe that that may have been another Sasquatch telling Sound. that Sasquatch, okay. calm down, cool right. your jets. Exactly. Because it just stops. Yep. And uh, we, we just believe that was a calming sound that, that was given to, the, uh, to that Sasquatch who was throwing a, a tantrum. Now, later on that night, we eventually we went back to bed. Um, I'll be honest with you. We did not explore up into the interior of the woods. We walked some roads um, yeah. that were relatively nearby. Uh, we did not go into the interior. We researched it the next day, uh, found some interesting things. But um, later on that night, we continued to hear uh, trees breaking. Uh, continue to hear whistles mm-hmm. all around us all ar- like from b- in, back in, a, in a very playful manner. Yeah. It, just, there was nothing threatening about it yeah, in any way, point. shape, or form. It was just m- merely, they were just kind of communicating and, and walking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy night. It was a time that, um, it's not the first knocks. It won't be the last knocks we've had. No, not by any means. But I believe it's the closest we've come to a sign of aggression. And, uh, you know, it's, blatantly obvious you know so when when people ask well are sasquatch aggressive i don't know i imagine they could be they're an animal yeah um i imagine they could be and the the bigger question is you know what what kind of power do these things have uh immeasurable power Mm -hmm. i mean this is some massive power that it takes and i think that's all you really need to understand about a sasquatch is if they wanted to kill you 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 have nothing to worry about they're going to kill you i mean don't worry about whether or not they want to or any of that. I mean, you're just getting caught up in something that we're just guessing at. Um, but that showed me they're not a, a, a violent animal. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I, Cliff wouldn't be here today <laughs> if that were a violent animal. It had yeah. every opportunity to just to snatch him, and we would have never seen him again. And, mm-hmm. and that, So when people ask that question, oh, of course, we don't have the answer. But um, that is one example of where uh, Sasquatch could have done something and didn't. Yeah, and uh, I think it was just trying to send the message that hey, you're too close. And if uh, and Sasquatch, if you're listening out there, message received. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not to say that we won't try to get clo- that close <laughs> anytime soon, but it absolutely did scare the living tar out of us. We're happy to share. Yeah, hope you enjoyed. Thank you. <laughs>